Blog Talk Radio.
Greetings, family, and welcome to The Power of Tranquility Presents. And today, we are going to talk about getting to the root of what triggers you. We all have them. All of us have our triggers. And the whole thing, and some of you may be asking yourself, like, well, what does that have to do with tranquility? You know, it wouldn't it just simply be best if the, the person that triggered me just would not do that thing that triggers me? <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not how it works. Um, but by the way, you know, before I get fully engaged in this conversation, I'm going I'm going to introduce myself. I am Arlene Kahet, Kahet meaning purifying light of God. And like I said, today we're going to talk about getting to the root of what triggers you. So what I'm about to share with you is my own personal process. And mind you, when I share this information with you, this is not like a sort of a one and done type of thing. This is something that you have to continually to repeat in order for it to be in a place of no longer triggering you. So one of the things that, you, you know, I, um, I'm going to give a for instance. So one of the things that triggered me was there was, I was attending uh, a spiritual center. And one of the things that was really interesting about that spiritual center was that all of the people who were in that center really reminded me of the people that I grew up with, mainly the adults that um, that I used to know. And a lot of the personalities that were in that spiritual center were the personalities that I dealt with when I was a child. And so as a child, what was going on with me during that time was that I really did feel powerless or I felt if they weren't actually the adults, then they were the children. And so here was a beautiful opportunity for me <laughs> to heal all of the things that triggered me. So there was one person specifically who triggered me the most. And um, one of the things that, that that triggered me was just simply her manner and how she dealt with me. Uh, she, I, I will acknowledge that she had a very prickly personality. That was just who she was. Um, I, I can't say that that's the way she is today because she has gone since then gone through several changes with her life and her lifestyle. But at the time, she was very prickly and very dismissive of me. And this was something that I, that happened to me when I was younger. So when I dealt with her, um, a lot of times I would get a lot of her surly and bad behavior directed at me. And let's just say that I'm not necessarily a person who is super confrontational and knock people out because of the way they behave. That's just not how I dealt with it. Um, however, the thing was that the level of crassness, prickliness that was directed towards me, dismissive of me, dismissive, dismissive of my of my being and my person. That was just my interpretation of her behavior. And what I eventually did was like, whenever I meet up with a person who behaves that way, 
I recognized that because she was that way with everybody, it wasn't just about me. There were people, now I will acknowledge, I don't think I was one of her favorite people. I I had a relationship with a friend. Uh, there was somebody that we knew mutually, and I had a much closer relationship with him than I had uh, than she had with him. And so there was a sort of this weird competition thing that was going on. And it was it was a completely one-sided competition because I was already secure in my friendship with him, and you know I you know I was not bothered or concerned. And mind you, this was a friendship. This was not this was not the friendship wasn't something that I would necessarily. It, it was it was a a friendship that was put together divinely. And one of the things that will happen is when a relationship is put together divinely, uh, even a friendship, there is a level of closeness, there's a level of spiritual growth and understanding and how that works. But she treated me poorly because I was not um, what she would have expected him to be that close with. And I think a lot of people uh, in that space really kind of misunderstood the relationship that I have with them. But that aside, I used to get a lot of blowback from her. And generally when I experienced that type of thing, well, it doesn't matter whether or not the person likes me or not, if I am in the presence of somebody who dislikes me for whatever reason uh, that, you know, that I did not necessarily provoke, then I remove myself with, from the situation. However, whenever uh, her name was brought up, all of a sudden, all of this rising up of these feelings of anger would come up and just kind of swamp me um, in the moment and just get me very angry. It's just, it's like, it was like a button. <laughs> and that's what triggers are. Triggers are like a button and cause you to go all crazy and just, just like have all reason um, leave your mind. In fact, the, what you would say scientifically is that you get get into the limbic brain that is completely reactional, and all reason, which is you know fight the the where our flight and uh, fight or flight, um, you know emotions kind of kick in. Well, what 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 I recognize was like I really disliked being triggered that way just from the mention of her name or a mention of something that she would have to say about me because again like I said she had she was the one that was having the issue and you know I was just in a place trying to live my life um and and be in a better place than I had been before and plus I was really getting to a place where I was in that process of coming out of my dark night of the soul so the thing that what happened was, was like, okay, when I got an opportunity to stop those chemicals of the flight and f- the fright and flight 
feelings to stop cascading through my bodies, I went ahead and I would say, okay, what, what, who does she, who does she remind me of? Who does, who is it that I'm reminded of when I think of her? Or what situation am I reminded of when I think of her? Because what, what it is is that that trigger relates to something from your past. And there were, you know, there were some relationships that I had in my childhood where I can say that the, the people were, you know, not trustworthy. They weren't really interested in being my friend. They felt that they were in competition with me. And and it reminded me of a relationship that I have with a, a girl from my youth. And then after that, I'm like, okay, so, you know, and, and the, the behavior that she was exhibiting was similar to what I had experienced with the person that was in the church or the, the spiritual center. And so, and so I was like, okay, so, you know, it gave me an opportunity to look at where the root of it came from, from, from the, you know, being in a place of wanting to be in relationship with that young, that young girl from way back when, when I was growing up and constantly being in a place of trying to win her over. I think that it took me a moment. It took me several years to get to a point where I just left her alone and left her to her own devices um, before I got to that place of understanding that it wasn't really important for me to win her over because I never would because she was, she had told herself about, you know, told herself a story about my life and she was jealous of what I had. And for the most part, she and I had similar backgrounds. So the thing was, is that after that, what I did was um, be in a place of contemplation and, and talking with that aspect of myself for that child that I was back then and letting her know that, you know, everything was, you know, everything was okay, that as an adult, we did not have to continue living out this experience with the person who was in our experience now that I was having a challenging relationship with, and that there was no need to win this person who, you know, as an adult that I was dealing with, dealing with uh, over again. And you know, and the thing was is that, and also ask infinite intelligence, what was this situation looking to heal? What was this situation that was in my adult life? What, and what did I need to do in order to heal it? So one of the things that you should be mindful of is like when you get to the place of like, going back to where the trigger comes from, the actual understanding and acknowledgement of that time 
and because a lot of times I think that people are not fully aware of where the trigger comes from, but going back and acknowledging it and being in that place of 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 sitting in those the sitting on those feelings and just being in a place of releasing them gives that energy that energy that is rooted in your body an opportunity to release so that you can let go of it. But then asking asking yourself, well, what did I learn from that situation from a child? So one of the things that I definitely learned was I definitely learned boundaries. And that was the one place that I, one place that I really, really, I got clear on that, you know, that me being in relationship with the person that I, that you know, relationship with the person that I knew as a child, it was not necessary. Like her presence in my life was not necessary. And it taught me, it taught me boundaries. That it also taught me that, um, that there are people who, for whatever reason that, you know, they're on the outside looking in on your life and making judgments about your life and not fully being engaged with the fact that you know, that you yourself are dealing with your own challenges. And then also, you know, I ask the question of what is it required in order to heal this moment in my experience? Now, mind you, when you do this for yourself, the 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 answer for you may be different than what it is for me. Uh, for me, actually asking that question provided me with the opportunity to release the energy so that I was no longer triggered by her and uh, triggered by the person from my past and the triggered from the person who was in my adult present um, from a few few years back. And being in that place of sitting here and acknowledging it and feeling the feelings and, and asking for the healing to take place. And as you do this repeatedly, because mind you, I have to admit that it took me a minute before I got to a place of no longer being triggered by just the mention of her name or something that she had to say. Um, you know, Technically, you know, if if anything, uh, she prepared me for <laughs> quiet as kept. She probably she's probably prepared me for the experience of dealing with people who are haters, <laughs> and and on some way, some way, shape, or form, you probably have haters and don't really realize it, like the people who mistreat you for no reason at all, and you know the. You know, they they come out of the box, uh, you know, with their energy, and there's absolutely no provocation. Maybe it's past life experience, whatever the case may be, but the thing is, for your present, you don't know them, and they want to cause drama. They want to cause drama in their experience because of where their consciousness is. So, 
you do that over and over again, where you ask yourself, what does that, what does this moment remind me of, whatever is triggering you, and then going back to that child and and just saying that things are different now because you're an adult and that you're in a place of being able to protect them, and then asking for the presence of source to come and heal that wound that you have in yourself. And then you just continue rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat every time it happens. And sometimes you don't have to even really wait until you get triggered. Um, But the thing is, is that whenever you have those trigger points, whenever you have those moments of what triggers you, then, you know, that's an opportunity to become aware and say, okay, wow, this is something that's in me that that is looking for attention, that's looking to be uprooted so that I'm no longer um, a slave, that this this moment in my experience owns me. Because quite honestly, when we are triggered, We are being owned by those experiences, but those experiences are coming up so that we can dismantle them and we can move forward in our growth and development. So I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back and um, see if I have any thoughts or, you know, any particular conclusions about getting to the root of what triggers you. Can I sing like a feeling? I'm telling you prayer. Oh, prayer. Oh, 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 prayer. It changes things. Somebody needs to know that prayer. It changes Listen, y'all, there was a mother crying all night long because of her daughter that ran away from home. She said, why should I be crying when I know how to pray? Surely my God will make a way. Somebody needs to know. Oh, 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 oh,
And we're back. So as I gave thought to this, there's so one of the things that you're always going to hear me talk about is you're going to hear me talk about meditation. And so meditation is also another way of, of being able to release yourself from those things that are deeply rooted that end up triggering you. And so one of the things that I would recommend is that, you know, when, if, and when you are in the midst of this and you find yourself getting triggered and there's like nothing going on around you that would have allowed for it, just the thought of it alone, one of the things that you can actually do is actually breathe into the emotion because what you're wanting to do is break up that energy that has surfaced up in your body so that you can, you know, flood your body with with um, a little bit of dopamine to break up that energy of of the fear that the fear that has built up in the body. Um, also, a number of well, I would say Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations actually work really well. There's some that are available on YouTube, but if you look up um, uh, the Dr. Joe Dispenza.com, that you'll actually find some of his meditations there will actually get you into that place of actually breaking up those of breaking up those triggers, those emotional triggers. And what he will, he actually explains really well is that all of those emotions are really caught up in the body. And when you are being triggered, those things are really looking to be released and looking to be healed. Also, what you will find is that you are, when you are in the midst of meditation, that you are actually in this place of allowing divine guidance to actually help you to bring forth the healing that is necessary for you to heal from that moment and give you a possibly a different perspective. One of the reasons why I, I asked the question about what, what did this moment teach you? And and what does this moment teach you and what did you learn from it is because everything that we experience in our life, it, this experiential experience that we're having is always looking to create and make you better. Um, but the thing is, is that triggers keep us caught in a sort of a hamster wheel of of not moving forward if we do not deal with those things that trigger us properly. Also, another meditation that I would recommend is called releasement. And it is available through uh, a website called tybro.com. That's T-Y-B-R-O.com. And the name of the meditation in and of itself is called releasement. And what that meditation does is it, you know, it takes you, it has you deal with individual thoughts that you have that have triggered you in the past and gives you the opportunity to be in a place of of feeling those feelings and then having them be released. And there's one of the reasons why I actually recommend it because it actually incorporates sound healing with it 
yourself. So you're not just going through the meditation in and of in, in through the meditations just by itself. There is some sound healing that that aids in the continual releasement of that. And he does actually say in the meditation itself that you can use it over and over again. But what he does recommend is that you do this. Uh, do this like one trigger point at a time as opposed to trying to deal with it all in one shot. So it's one of those things that you have to continue doing over and over again. And I want to kind of reiterate that because, again, you know, it isn't like taking a pill and then, you know, it's no, it's one and done. It is something that you, in order for you to really facilitate any type of healing, you're going to have to do it over and over again so that you are no longer in that place of being ruled by those things that trigger you. And so that you can be live a sort of a happier and more fulfilling life. You don't want to be in a place of being held down and enslaved by the memories of the past. You know, if you keep living in the memories of the past, you keep repeating your past. And I have to say that that healing center for me, brought up every personality that I dealt with in one in one area so that I could go ahead and heal my past and no longer and be in a place of no longer seeing those folks as carbon copies of the people that I grew up with and and help me to move forward to where I am today. But I have to admit, I'm living a much happier life than I was living when I first went to that that center. And, and, you know, in, in addition to that, you know, perhaps you can say that um, my presence for them was uh, healing as well. Just the energy and presence and bringing healing, uh, healing and wholeness to them for whatever it is that I may have brought up in them. Anyway, that is it for today. And thank you for joining me. I will, I do apologize for this show being delayed by a day, but uh, there were some things that came up and we just, I just could not get to it. But anyway, may you have a fabulous, fabulous week and may peace and power follow you wherever you go. Blessings, family. So, so.